Hello and welcome back to Seagull Social, season two, episode eighteen. Yeah, probably yeah, eighteen. Yeah, that sounds about right. It was literally yesterday, right. wasn't it? So should be. <laughs> anyway, if you've noticed, Maz isn't here. Where's Maz? Uh, Where's he gone? This, this is the second time he hasn't been here, but the first time this it will actually go live. Well, hopefully, last time was a Newcastle pod. We done it with Kendall, and it was a great episode of me and Ryan. Even though we were both really, really ill. And yeah, we couldn't, it, basically all of her footage got corrupt, so we couldn't even post it. It's the first episode we actually missed. Uh, that was a shame, but hopefully we've got Jack Albion here, if you haven't seen already. Hello, Jack. Welcome. Hello. Nice to see you both. This is the one that everyone's been calling for, by yeah, the way. Yeah, so it's all over Twitter. It's been drummed up, so it's been waiting for a big moment like this. So I think <laughs> it's we've like, got a bit of a fitting moment, Jack, haven't we? Yeah, it's like, get knockout on the pods. I'll... Get Jack Albion on the pod. They're both in the same conversations normally. Exactly. Exactly. I'll just, uh, just, I'll uh, irritate everybody on the uh, post instead, of, uh, <laughs> on the pod instead of Twitter this time. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> mode on the dance floor. Were you on the dance floor last night, or did you go home after? Uh, no, I got home at about one, I think. Um, Not I walked back from Portslade Station. I walked, it took a long time to walk back. Um, so it's a tough stretch, that bit. It's not really. I think I just had too much to drink. So. Oh, fair. Uh, I know. Well, that, that that walk to the was it Garden Bar. It's a long walk yeah, no, that is actually a bit of a trek, isn't it? So, and I'm only like two, two, uh, two roads along from that. Um, don't nobody knows my address. Oh, yeah, so that's don't, fine. don't yeah. Google search where God, God yeah, yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, just uh, ignore my address. But yeah, Mate, no, it was my good. mates, uh, my mates after the match went to Fat Boy Slim, and my friend Godfrey has one of the uh, this unbelievable bucket hat, and they yeah. actually gave it to Fat Boy Slim, and he was DJing with a bucket hat on. So imagine how good that away day was. That was yeah, to be my away day because I couldn't go yesterday because of COVID. I was, Live it. That would have been. Oh, so are you are you positive then? Yeah, mate. I've tested <laughs> oh, positive am I two catch days it ago. Through the pod or? Yeah, through the microphone, mate. Yeah, because I'm immune. So... I can't get it. <laughs> yeah, hang on a minute. We've gone from being seagull social to literal pub talk. Like this is literally just a pub yeah. conversation. It's all it is, really. <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh, okay. So it makes it entertaining. <laughs> Love it. Anyway, um, so boys, yeah, let's talk right. about the game. Come on, Ben. You you, you kick it off, mate, because you you probably saw more of the game than I did because I was did the rounds on Twitter. Yeah. I, I did do a bit of a naughty one and go for a date night while the game was on. But a naughty I did one. see the second. Did half. you tell Chloe that you went on a date? But, night? <laughs> funny one. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, you kick it off, mate. You kick it off. Well, obviously, the main thing and the build-up that I realised is that we've played. Apparently, according to the presenter, we've played 109 teams in our club history, and Chelsea are the only team that we've never beaten, and we still haven't beaten him. Wow. But yesterday felt like a win. Jack, you were there. Talk us yep. through just the game in general, and then obviously we'll go into more detail. But yeah, what was it like? Yeah, so it, the first 10 before the goal, we were pretty decent. I don't remember me being too worried, but of course I got a corner um, and then they scored from that. Oh, um, another frustrating set-piece goal, to be honest, um, which is becoming a slight problem. Mm. And then after that, we seemed to be on the front foot for the entire game. And I don't think I've seen us play as well away at top six club, maybe except for the City game last season. Liverpool, we yeah, Liverpool, not that amount of time though. For not but, that um, amount of time, yeah, we dominated them. Yeah, like we dominated, mm. and you know, even if we'd come away with nothing, we would have had a lot to be proud of. And then, of course, we got an equaliser at the end. So, 
Yeah, the fantastic game, really. Welbeck, um, out of all people, who would have thought? I mean, that Chelsea Roy video, I don't know if you've seen it. I think it was might have been his season preview where he's like, <laughs> who thinks Brighton are going to uh, finish mid-tables? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, he goes, their best striker, Daddy Welbeck, they can't even keep a fit. He never scores. And yeah. then it cuts to him scoring against Chelsea. <laughs> to an extent, though, he is right because we did rely on Danny Welbeck in that game. But... We don't rely on him completely, so he's... No, no, never, never. never. um, And of course, that was a beautiful thing, that Danny Welbeck got the equaliser. You know, he seems to be the top... Haunting half the top six because they've either released him or they play for a team (laughs) they hate. So, yeah. um, I just love, mate, the celebrations for the goal. We'll probably start back to front to be... And it doesn't really make sense, but we'll do it anyway. Let's just talk about the goal because people want to hear about it. The (laughs) scenes, mate. The absolute scenes. The camera was shaking. I wish I was there. Potter was going... Potter turned around to the Chelsea fans. He gave it to him. I've heard there were like Chelsea fans that were like trying to hold on to the ball, and one of them oh, kicked into the ridiculous. fans' face, and Welbeck ran over to them and celebrating in front of them. Yeah, and the, the away limbs, and obviously that video has gone viral. But I got, we'll go to you soon, Ryan, because obviously you must have been limbs of the Chinese. But what were the limbs like <laughs> at Stamford Bridge? Jack? Well, I think it was hilarious because they got the ball and they just thrown it backwards, but it finally fell to some lad on the front row who decided he was going to drop kick it into the back of the crowd. Literally <laughs> almost decapitated his mate. Like, li- hit it so hard into his face and it bounced onto the pitch, to which we took a oh, throw so in, which, funny. I, which I think start, more or less started the build-up play to us getting the winning goal. Oh, so, and just, you know, people around me were just saying, I love it if we score now. And my mate, Matt, he just said, uh, he just went, I love it if we score now. Beautiful, back of the back, back of the net. Sorted. Just hugging well, random like... people. And they've got all those safe standing rails there, which is yeah. quite good. That's yeah, I like them. Look at that. And people were standing on top of them. I was trying to get really? one, but I thought about it. I thought that would be dangerous. You know, I'm not the smallest guy. I'd probably kill someone. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, that was it, really. It was great. Great limbs. And then. Uh, and Ryan, yeah. talk, us, talk us through the limbs of the Chinese. <laughs> well, I didn't actually see that in the Chinese. So, literally. I probably watched the last 20 minutes um, at Chloe's house because mm. I'd say we missed the first sort of 20 minutes of the second half because the road was closed and relying on Chloe to drive us home was probably not the best idea. So when oh. you inevitably do watch this, Chloe, I, I do apologise. <laughs> she but, can hear you from me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, but we, um, <laughs> but we, we got back eventually and I did see the last 20 minutes. Um, we did watch the first half, to be fair. So, um, But yeah, no, we'll talk about the first half in a bit. But... Yeah, that that goal at the end, literally, I, I I said, kept saying, look, I don't think we're going to lose. I really don't. And this was 89th minute gone. She was saying, oh, it is done with it. You know, we're going to lose this game. I said, I don't think we will. You know, obviously, we've seen it uh, at Brentford. We've seen it at Palace. We've seen it at Southampton. Obviously, now we've seen it at Chelsea. This is, I thought, it just thought it was going to be coming. You know, I even put a tweet on. I, I thought Mopo would be the one to get it. But yeah. what a header. What a header. In between two defenders, managed to Sorry, get up to yeah. it, rooted the, rooted the goalkeeper to the spot who... But, you know, you'd, you'd class Mendy as one of the best goalkeepers in the league, in the world. And the fact he rooted him to the spot, put it so far into the bottom corner, I mean, it was just a beautiful header. And Welbeck, you know, you're happy for him, aren't you, with Welbeck? Because oh, so he deserves that. It, the, the horrible time he's had with injuries and he comes back. And every time he comes back, he always manages to put in a good performance. So, yeah, no, I was, I was buzzing for him. And right. I, wish, I wish I was there. And also, whoever that guy is that throws the flare in, you're a legend, mate. Because yeah. that, that I've said a few rumours on Twitter, but it's I'm iconic. not going to say it. I'm not going to say it live in case he gets banned. We've already know one mate of ours that got banned. Uh, 
for uh, throwing shoes, but I'll leave it. I'll leave it at I, that. I did meet the uh, flare thrower after the game. <laughs> did who you? Be, who did you? I think I, I think I, yeah, we, yeah, we remain. Yeah. I think I know who it is. Um, I think I do. But I don't know how he gets to launch on some of these flares. The Mate, one, the one huge. today, the one yeah, yesterday, I know. looked like it come from God or something. It just Tom Brady. To fall out the Damn sky. It. <laughs> Danny, my friend Danny, said that he was like, but I didn't know Tom Brady was a Brighton fan because that the arm that he has to go from top tier all the way that far, yeah, he went so far. It's a great it's some throw. and yeah, how he smuggles it, God knows. <laughs> but sorry, stay, staying on the goal, I think Danny Welbeck beats, beats Ch- Trevor Chalibur for the header, didn't he? Which yeah. probably pissed yeah. Tuchel off even more because yeah. obviously he had to bring Christian uh, Trevor on for Christensen. But obviously, mm. let's talk about the whining Tuchel, like. For me, uh, I used to love Thomas Tuchel. I still probably mm, do, but mm. you've seen the bad side of him last night. He was like a baby, like throwing his toys out the pram during that press conference. I mm. think he's been doing it for a few weeks now. <clears throat> That's just mm. such a shame. Like, I feel like it's just becoming a bit too much like Klopp, like complaining about yeah. it. We're all going for it. I don't know when the last time you played a Champions League game, so you can't really blame it on that. We've all got this fixture congestion, and you've got an unbelievable squad to prove it. I saw some guys tweet saying they have five Ballon d'Or nominees on the pitch at one point. Yeah. Or something like that. Mm. You've got like I think two hundred forty million pounds scored off something. I might be chatting. I think it's two hundred forty million like on the bench alone. On the bench, yeah, on the, uh, yeah, exactly. It's crazy, and you're still complaining about you yeah. know about not having the players there. I think even Clive Townsend, who was like wearing a Chelsea shirt on commentary all night, he even said he was like there are players on the bench and even in reserves that should be starting. I think like Saar was one of their centre backs that could have yeah. come on. So you can't be complaining in that respect, um, but... To be fair to Townsend, he actually really did wrench Chelsea as well and gave credit to us. Because he said, look, yeah. they didn't deserve anything. Because I think it was Gus Poyer he was talking to after the game. And he said they didn't do enough to win. And, you know, if, if they did come away with that win at the end, they'd be saying, oh, we, you know, we got away with that. Brighton really had us on ropes. And to be fair to him, said, you know, you can't complain. You just got to get on with it. And he said, I can sympathise with the COVID situation. Because obviously that's Gus said impacting that. teams. Uh, no, this is what this was um, Andy Townsend. But obviously, oh, it? It, yeah, and he's he, he's he was a bit Chelsea biased, wasn't he, throughout yeah. the game? But, um, you know, he was actually proper saying, you know, he sympathised with the COVID situation because obviously that's yeah, impacted clubs in mm. a different way to ever before. you never seen players drop ill this much ever before. But then at the same time with the injuries, with fixture congestion, you, you can't complain about it to the level that's being complained about. I yeah. get it to a degree. I get the point of, you know, players, you know, they're being stretched but at the same time he said this is what you come to England for you come here to test yourself in the biggest league in the world the best most watched league in the world that's what you come here for you, you challenge yourself you you know the festive period the New Year's period is is the hardest in the world probably for football and sport in general so you know that's what you're signing up for and you can't complain about it when you get to it because that's where you prove you're the best that's why Pep Guardiola's done it for so many years now Klopp's even done it for so many years now that's why so you have the unbelievable amount of money to build the unbelievable exactly. squads yeah. that you have and they still do exactly. have but yeah. uh, Jack yeah. off air you were talking about it but obviously just reiterate a bit more of your thoughts about Tuchel and- well, I, ju- I just think like the fact is I think it's already been covered. He has a huge squad at his disposal. As well, going into under-23s, you know, Trevor Chalaber, someone who's coming to the squad and being really good, give an opportunity to these players to get minutes. I thought Trevor mm. Chalaber was very decent. Obviously, obviously, losing out to Danny Welbeck for the header wasn't great. But yeah. other than that, I thought he came on and did really well. You have these squads, you have these under-23s, give them the opportunity to get some game time. Well, you, you think about Chelsea as well. They've got one of the best talented um, under-23 squads 
in the world. I mean, we've yeah, got Tarek yeah. Lamptey off him, absolutely bossed uh, Reese James yesterday. Yeah. Um, absolutely bossed pretty much every game he plays anyway. Um, you know, and without probably us, Tarek Lamptey would never have really got a sniff in at no. Chelsea. And that's what it is. It is. I also don't understand what's the point of keeping, what, they've got like 25 players out on loan or something as well in terms of yeah. their squad. Yeah, but if, if these under-23s are never going to get a game-time opportunity like this, what's the point in keeping them? What's the point of hoarding all these players and then loading That's why Tamori's now gone to Milan, isn't he? Yeah, Lampard exactly. gave him his charts and then I think he brought in, I mean, even Lampard then brought in Thiago Silva and then kind of ended up Tamori kind of getting It's not the same as Chelsea, but looking at Southampton, they've brought in Willy Caballero on a short-term deal, which is like one of those <laughs> transfers where you're like, holy shit, he's playing for uh, Southampton now. But um, they had a they had an under-23s keeper on the bench. What if, if he's never going to get the opportunity to play first-team football, what is the point in keeping him? Because yeah, yeah, he's, he's not, nice, nice if there, he's though. never going to be good enough to... And he's like 23, I think, the lad who was on the bench for Southampton. He's never going to be good enough. Just get rid of him because you, yeah. you clearly don't have faith in him. And I think it's the same with Chelsea. They need to have that opportunity to uh, play their under-23s. You touched on uh, Tarek Lamptey there. Uh, we've probably got to speak about it. Rhys James failing the Tarek Lamptey. Ta- <laughs> Rhys James failing the Lamptey test, didn't he? Well, I mean, he went off he injured is. after, I think it was a tackle with Basuma. But, yeah, Lamptey had Rhys James on strings. Tackle with Basuma. Yeah, <laughs> it, well, yeah it, was a good ta- it was a good challenge. But... Um, and I think your Brighton fans were singing, you're just a shit, Tarek Lamptey. That was, yeah. he, that was only like 10 minutes in as well. So that just <laughs> showed how much Tarek Lamptey was tearing him apart. Well, he did it, he, he did it to, um, St. Maximan as well, didn't he? Do you remember against mm. Newcastle? He mm. come off after about half an hour. So mm. yeah, I mean, as we say, Lamptey, he's exceeded everyone's expectations. He's another level to what probably the majority of Chelsea's youth squad are going to be like. But at the same time, it goes to show, as we said earlier about youth players. You give these boys a chance, they're going to be up for it. I mean, Lamptey would have gone back to Stamford Bridge with a point to prove yesterday. Mm. And it looked like he did. He was right on it. He was the Lamptey that we saw, you know, in those first three or four games when he really burst onto the scene and he was sort of taking the game by the scruff of the neck. And I think I put a tweet on actually at half time, just saying, you know, Mike Dean's being Mike Dean, but at least I get to watch Tarek Lamptey play football. And that's <laughs> actually like, I think that sums it up pretty much. You know, you get to see Tarek Lamptey play football. He's, he's just a joy to watch in every single aspect of his game. He's, he's, he's quick. He gets back well. He's, he creates chance. He's got a good cross on him. I don't really think there's much that Lamptey lacks in terms of anything, to be honest, and, and equally Kukurea as well, but we'll get on to him in a bit. But yeah, we, he was he was electric yesterday. Mm. And I'm, se- I'm semi-glad that Lamptey was kind of, well, he's brought off uh, towards the end there because we do need to just make sure he d- doesn't get injured again yeah. and just take mm. care of him as much as possible. It wasn't I thought people, get, people got annoyed that, yeah, people got annoyed that they took him off and I... If we hadn't scored, then people probably would have said should mm. never take a lamp to off. But because yeah. we scored, I think Potter got away with that yeah. a bit. But sorry, go on, Jack. Yeah, no, I was going to say the shame he had to come off, but it's obviously an injury thing because I've noticed when he does come off, he comes off bang on a certain minute. So he'll come off mm. bang on 60, which is what he did more or less mm. uh, yesterday. Other games, he's come off at like 75. So they're obviously trying to manage his in- injury. Um, as my mate Harry, who is a he said sports science or something. The big, tall, damn burn bloke. You, you can't miss him in a concourse. Um, oh, yeah. He he was saying, he was explaining the injury and saying they're managing it really well. But it would it was a shame because we did start to lose some of that impetus. We uh, did. When he came off. It was like so, a mix between yeah. Lapti coming off and Kante, Kante coming yeah, off. Yeah, who I, I, was... I made a note of, yeah. As soon as he came on, Chelsea got back in the game yeah, for like 10, 15 minutes. And they can they? just play the ball with him. You know, he just sort of allows everybody to push on. 
I mean, he's one of the best players in the world, probably. So mm. that's the difference, really. And it shows even more how stupid it is uh, to shell moaning because he can bring on that sort of talent. Yeah, so. exactly. Well, let's talk about the first goal. I think there are two topics we can touch on in the first half. One of them being <coughs> a Lukaku header. It's so annoying, pissing me off so much when we can see from corners. It's very frustrating. But even more so when you see Neil Mope marking Lukaku. <laughs> and in my eyes, he gets hit first. That's when he should have gone down. But then when he gets elbowed the second time, Lukaku had every right to do that because he was literally like holding his weight, yeah. hugging him. Um, but obviously Neil Mope chose to go down the second one because that was when he actually got elbowed in the nose. Yeah. Um, I don't think it was a foul at all. If Neil had gone down in the first for the first hit, I think it probably would have been given. But yeah, I think because he didn't, it was a fair a fair goal really. But what do you guys think of the zonal marking? And did you think it was a foul? Uh, yeah. Go on, Jack. You you go for this one. Well, so yeah, I I thought if that was given against Brighton, I'd be I'd be pissed off. So for me, I wasn't overly like upset about it. Uh, I thought Mope was basically trying to take his shirt off as well at some point. So it was sort of like you can't say, "Oh, the elbow's the problem," and then and then say, "Well, he is pulling his shirt." I think to be honest, I think that was VAR at its best this season, just sort of saying, "Let's not mess around with this. Let's just." Yeah. Keep it as it is. Um, in terms of the marking, I mean, obviously, I'm not a football manager uh, as much as I'd love to be. <laughs> I don't. I don't you go to more games than football managers go yeah, to exactly. in, in a week. That's, that's um, a funny thing. But what I what I don't understand is the zonal marking. I'm not a fan of it anyway. I never have been. But we're obviously doing it zonally, and you can see players like Morpe marking Lukaku and McAllister seem to be on him half the time as well. Yeah, these two players aren't going to be able to compete with him. Obviously, when he moves through the zones and he gets close to the goal, he he goes to be he he bumps into Dan Byrne. But last night it was sort of an obvious task with someone like Dan Byrne or Duffy if he was playing, just a man marking at every opportunity, and then we lost at a set piece. Um, I did notice they seemed to change it up a bit that Byrne seemed to be on Lukaku a lot more after the goal went in. So yeah. I don't know whether they. Yeah, he was so it. tight on him, wasn't he? But I also saw it at the same uh, at the I think it was the Brentford game. Lamptey was marking Janssen, and it's just like <laughs> this is you know that's and uh, so I think like, I have the answer for you, Jack, because by yeah. the benefit of well, not going to the game and listening hmm. to Gus Poy talk about it, he said so. It was it was zonal marking, so you have all hmm. the big guys in the zones that are threatening, hmm. and then you have the smaller guys that are just there to block the run. But yeah. obviously, then if. Neil Mope fails to block Lukaku's run, which is going to happen because of the height difference and the weight difference. He's good at steamrolling him, isn't he? He's good at steamrolling him and getting into a good opportunity. Mm. So he said zonal marking works, but you have to have the right people and the right players on the outside. But we have so many small players that it's just not... We can't do it, really. To be fair, though, I think with, uh, for example, Lamptey marking Janssen and uh, the really big fella for Wolves, I mean, we didn't concede against Brentford, so I'm being very nitpicky here and complaining mm. about something that didn't really matter. But he, uh, I can't think of the big fella. Uh, Saiz, I think it is Saiz. Oh, yeah, Romain Saiz, yeah. He's blocking him. But Lamptey works a lot better at it. I suppose it's a different side of zonal marking in that he does block the run and he's so quick and he's got a leap on him that he actually managed to stop Saiz really um, attacking the ball directly from a corner. He did score, so that, that also <laughs> did that point. Yeah. But um, and the same with Janssen. But I think like some of the players like Morpé and McAllister, great players. But I don't know whether in that defence. But once again, Potter obviously knows a lot more than I do. So yeah, 
No, we never <laughs> say it on the podcast. We know more, mate. That's why we do. Yeah, we well, yeah, you know everything. <laughs> That's what we're doing it for. Uh, we, we all want to be football players. Um, get paid to do. But I think he has been on record saying he does a mixture of man marking and zonal. But um, I think sometimes, yeah, this season we've conceded too many from set pieces, which seem to come from the issues of zonal marking. But yeah, uh, we'll see. I'm, I'm not a fan of it. I think as well yeah. that because we only watch Brighton, we only see them concede from set pieces. That I'm sure yeah. if you look at the stats, we're nowhere near the worst team at conceding. Yeah. I think no, we Le- were last season. I don't think we are anymore. Which yeah, is I think Leeds Leeds are terrible at it. Like I think yeah. they're bottom of the league by yeah. far and away on terms of goals conceded by uh, from set pieces. So yeah, there's, there's I think our trouble something. with set pieces. Um, as you say, one, we don't have the players for it. Simple as that. As you say, putting McAllister or Mope on it, it's never going to work, especially against Lukaku. But I, I can't emphasise that enough. Lukaku, what, yeah, what, Lukaku, where's the logic in that? I mean, we've got a, a literal powerhouse in finishing, in goal scoring and everything. Yeah. It, being a striker, Lukaku, is it? You you don't let him have that sort of room. Um, I did watch it back a lot, that goal, because I was, I was just nitpicking that defence so much because yeah. I was just thinking... How on earth has he been able to get through that so easily? Yeah. And I still can't work out for the life of me what we were actually trying to do to stop that goal from going in because <laughs> I think he was in between Moda and Veltman um, as well as he got towards it. And I just, I just, I don't understand because Moda had already, I think, two players around him as well. And Veltman was obviously worried about someone behind him. Mope had already lost him and he was on the floor. So by that point, Who's actually going to stop Lukaku from yeah. scoring? I mean, no one, really. Um, I, I really, really, really don't understand why we do that. And I think we've been talking about this. And it's funny we mention it because I was actually looking through the old podcast this morning. Um, and we were literally talking about Zona marking. I think it was even one of our um, podcast titles. And we were moaning about it then. And that was all yeah, the way back in right. January at the beginning of the year. Um, and yet here we are nearly in January 2022 talking about the exact same stuff as why do we try and do zonal marking, particularly against players and teams as good as Lukaku and Chelsea. I don't know. Um, it just, I, I think there needs to be a way of, you know, we always talked about Potter's plan B. Um, surely there's got to be a plan B defensively because, as you say, stats wise, maybe we're not the worst this season. I actually don't know that. But definitely last season, we were down there with one of the worst. Um, yeah. I think, as you say, Leeds were down there. We were, we were right down there. I think we were bottom two, bottom three, worst mm. in the league uh, defensively from set pieces. Why do we bother? Why, what do we do it for? I don't, I don't understand it for the life of me. Yeah. Well, at least, at least what we could say, looking on the bright side, is we are improving because yeah. Yeah, we're not at the bottom. And I think, or, yeah. All the other teams have got worse, I don't know. Mid-game, we, it seemed to change something like maybe Burn had been told to stick on him. And Burn, Burn was fantastic last night. Like, yeah, but yeah, yeah let's, we could talk about it. Yeah, we'll again. move on again, to yeah. Burn, yeah. Like, Unsung he, hero. Outside of set-piece situations, just on the pitch, he had, I don't know how Lukaku got man of the match on... Oh, did, they, did they change it? Because like I think he was like um, oh, basically it? said oh he said that was literally just before we'd scored I think wasn't it uh, maybe? Okay. And maybe then, they, and then they voted got... as well didn't they? Or is that the Premier League app? I don't even know. Because yeah, Premier League app. The commentator was like he was like uh, Lukaku man of the match, and then he was saying but but then they had the highlight on things saying Lukaku man of the match, and then he never actually like changed it because he was saying Basuma might should have got it as well. So yeah, I thought he was saying Basuma. Yeah, he was all over the place. My man of the match, nobody else agreed with, which was Kukurea. I just thought he, was he, quality again, yeah. he, sa- he saved us multiple times in that game, especially when yeah. Kante came on. They did start to attack a bit. But Dan yeah. Byrne was just like, he, he was taking nothing from him. We're doing very well, well at really, second balls as well. Well, I've really got from Dan Byrne and probably in the last few weeks. He's, he's so composed now. And yeah. we would not have said that 
last season. Everyone, no. everyone last season. I'm not calling out Dan Byrne because I know I understand he's playing in the wrong position. He's playing left mm. wing back against Adama Traore. It, it was a mismatch, but. Overall, I think he always looked like he had a mistake in him. He always looked a bit yeah. clumsy, a bit, a bit scared of having the ball to his feet. I know that's going to be a confidence thing. Mm. Um, but this season, he's just been so colossal and he looks so composed and he never really looks like he's going to cause a problem. Um, and that's without Lewis Dunk or Adam Webster next to him. And I think that's, it's got to be credit to him really for, for picking himself back up. Yeah. And, and I, as I said last, I think it was probably about two or three podcasts ago now. Um, it's credit to Potter and, He's had a whole career at Brighton now of proving people wrong, um, and me included. I'm not saying anything. I can't go and say, you know, I'm saying this and that, and I wasn't guilty of it too. He's proven everyone wrong with Solly March, left wing back last season, with Dan Byrne overall as a footballer. Um, I don't, I don't even know. Leandro Trossard this season, another one he's proved Pascal wrong. Gross, himself. He was, Pascal he Gross. He's the end of Hutton era, when was like Pascal oh, out? He's, he's finished, but. Exactly, and I was one of those people. I put the tweet on last August saying I think Pascal Gross has passed it. Look at him now. Well, Mm -hmm. not so much now, but look at him for the past year. And again, it's another another case of Graham Potter seeming to get the best out of these players that perhaps fans write off a bit too quickly. Neil Mopé, another one, Uh, particularly in the last few weeks, Mopé. I think he's really won the hearts over Brighton fans. Probably his away goals already. And now he's finally got a song that people sing consistently, and that makes me so happy. Yeah, but but little things like that just get that sort of connection back to the players. You know, I mean, we always look back on. We've said it a lot on here. We always look back on the Championship days as the time where we really had like that close fan to player connection, fan to club connection was like probably at its strongest. This season, we had a bit of a dip down, but now we've seemed to get a bit more chance out. And, you know, I think chance are a big thing towards, you know, sort of... But that that's helped 100%. been... That's definitely been helped by, you know, these last gasp away away days. I mean, we've probably had some of the best away days this season I've ever been to. Yeah. Honestly, I think probably since... Well, we've been... I don't even t- know Statistically, <laughs> we've been the best away from home. We haven't... I don't think we've only lost exactly. one away from home. I think it was yeah. you know, it was like six draws and two two wins. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, which is that's the best in the league. So that's an incredible stat to have. And to be honest, it's the hyper turquoise kit. I know. I think we played in our yeah. home kit against West Ham. And to be that, honest, that we should have drawn against Villa. That was a nil nil. That the only game yeah. we yeah. lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a nil nil yeah. game, yeah. and they took two chances at the end of the match. Yeah, so frustrating. Yeah, yeah. um, um, back onto the match quickly though. Uh, the only other thing that really happened in the second half, apart from their goal. We had loads of chances after that. I don't think they had a chance after their goal, the commentator said, until literally like when Kante came on. Something mm. like that, which is which is nuts. We dominated so much. But the big mm. talking point from the first half was the Rudiger. And Ryan, I think you were pretty uh well, you sounded pretty concerned on Twitter about Lampsy, you're just glad that he was okay. Did you think it was a red card or would you think yellow was fair? I around, yeah. see I was in a Chinese at this point. <laughs> and um I I wasn't sure at first. At first, I said, "My God, that's a yellow card at least." But then when I watched it back, it looked like he flew in two footed. I mean, it really—I yeah. don't think he had any part of his body on the ground when he went into that challenge. And by the letter of the law, as far as I'm concerned, that's a red card, right? And I'm pretty sure if that was the other way round and Lamptey went in flying off the ground and against Rudiger, he would have made more of a meal of it as well. Didn't you know, Holly Basket sent off against Brighton and away like when we beat him three nil? Was it only like uh, no, that, knockout? Was, that was a nil nil draw. I was at um, nil-nil. Stato's right? here, don't worry. Yeah, Stato's uh, <laughs> here. I was yeah you've got the knowledge in there. Jeez. Yeah, no, it's a nil-nil um, nil draw, but he actually made contact with Knockout's leg. And oh, did he? It's a surprise that he didn't yeah, break his yeah, leg, yeah. to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, that's, there you go. That's so, but I, I don't I don't know. I don't know. I, I would have said it's probably borders are red, um, mm. but 
I'd say it's probably more on the red side, if I'm honest, because it, he was off the ground and people were saying, you know, um, people were really kicking off on Twitter about it. Um, I wouldn't say it was as probably as stonewall as people were making out, but at the same time, I, I do think it was probably on the red side than the yellow, just because mm. just because he was out of control of his body. I don't think he I'm was not, ever going to. I'm get not saying Lamptey was wrong for this because he's just really honest. If he had made a massive deal out of it, like nine times out of mm. ten of the Premier League players would have. If he had been screaming, holding his knee, then it could have potentially been changed yeah. to red. But because he's very honest when he goes down, even when he got kicked by Embuemo in the head against, he Brentford, gets up, doesn't he? He gets up and he's fine. He's like, yeah, cool, no worries. But if he was any mm. other player, like he'll be making a big deal out of it, and it could potentially, you could argue that it might have been a red in that case. But Jack, what do you think? Your thoughts on? Well, I'm a bit of a uh, I don't know a old school football purist. Yeah. So for me, if he doesn't make contact, uh, I don't With always player, think yeah. he's a red card. I think you're right though. Looking back at it, at the time because it was up the other end of the pitch, the away stand, it just looked like a coming together. Really, uh, it was definitely a foul for sure, and probably a yellow because he just took him out, but. It didn't really look like you couldn't really see sort of the two footed, but watching like the slow mo replay, it, he is two footed. He is flying off the ground. I think that's the difference because obviously I watch a lot of county league football, uh, the yeah, best league did. in the world. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that would be given at that level. But then you look at the Premier League and you would. And by I think what we just needed a bit of consistency because I've seen reds yeah. given for that. Even reds given mm. to our players for something maybe as soft as that. Even and I less do than think, that, to be honest. Yeah, for less than that. And I do think you're probably right in that change the situation round and that could have been a red card for Lamptey. I think that's all I want to see with referees in the Premier League. Obviously, you can't compare refereeing a game which is like in a park, in a quagmire of mud, <laughs> to the Premier League. <laughs> because it's completely different games. But like, mm, yeah. I just want some consistency with what's given. I don't like Mike Dean. I think he's a shit ref. He seems like a nice bloke, though, like when he's on podcasts and stuff. Like, yeah, yeah he seemed all right on that, he, he? he seems like an all right guy. but He just, just loves having banter with the players on the pitch. Whenever yeah. you see him, he's always chatting to like a physio or a player, yeah. like, having like smirking and, I don't and laughing. I understand his like... positioning. That was the weirdest thing. He kept on like running into the ball almost. He's, very, he's a very <laughs> strange referee. He um, likes to make it about him, isn't he? That's the yeah. trouble with Mike Dean. It's always the Mike Dean show. Yeah. So he'll just want, he'll, he would call a big decision that's really controversial just so that he's the headline for the next mm. morning. But I think on this case, yeah, I, there was a few last night and not, not just red card offences, but there was a few things that, that are either being let go or a bit too harsh, I thought, yesterday. Um, I thought, yeah, Mike Dean's had a bit of a mare and he just wants yeah. to make it about him. Um, yeah. But I think last night, it, it's just another one of those cases, really. I mean, you look back on, do you remember, I always go back to it with uh, Mike Dean, the Stale Stevens with Gaston Marieres. Oh, yeah. We're not bitter about that, though, are we? We're not bitter. Like, not bitter about it. I'm kind of glad we didn't because I think he <laughs> would have gone down straight away. I feel, I feel like our team wasn't ready yeah. at that point. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mike right. Dean's the best right. thing to ever happen to this club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we owe a lot to Mike Dean. Otherwise, we would probably be doing a derby right now. Battling for But To be fair to Mike Dean, he got one thing wrong, in my opinion, and that was the Pulisic penalty incident where they thought yes. Chelsea fans screaming for a penalty in, yeah I think he got it absolutely right the ball was behind Pulisic and yeah. he kind of ran into Veltman and yeah Veltman made contact with him but the ball had already gone behind him he I don't think it was kind of was, he's already going down no not a pen at all I'm gonna I, can see why, I can see why Chelsea fans would because it's been given you'd see it like the, chance, the thing is it had already just gone any contact so, yeah yeah 
I'm going to give you, you know, a great you. opinion on this one. Is that I have no recollection of this whatsoever. I oh, really. I don't, I, I don't even know what they're talking about. So maybe that even means it's less of a penalty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I can think of like more on Twitter to this morning. Three incidents yeah. up that end, and I can't think of a single one which was a penalty. Hmm. That's why I love so, going to games. That's why yeah, I love going to games. Just like, <laughs> because no, you don't, don't overanalyze, you don't overthink, and no, you just exactly. think, oh, it's gone now, and that's it. Yeah, no, I, I don't remember that. So in my mind, not a penalty. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> I remember Pulisic being pretty crap, to be honest. Yeah, he was now. Um, yeah. I th- was actually, great. I just want, while we're on uh, Chelsea players, I thought I'd give a shout out to the actual Brighton Man of the Match, which was Hudson Adoy. Uh, for <laughs> oh, I've yes. seen a lot about this. I must have missed this. Was he rubbish? Or he was so bad. Like, just seemed was to it? lose the ball every time. Every time he seemed to drive forward, he seemed to be playing like all over the place as well. He's, I think mm. he started he's at left like, wing back at one point. Yeah, he started at left wing back, and he was just like. He was all over the place. I didn't even understand what he was trying to do half the time. Well, he's not a left wing back. That's the thing. And that's no, down yeah, to two exactly. ball playing in there. But now, yeah, what I well, want to say quick while we're on Hudson the Doy and and penalty situations, I don't know if I should show <laughs> it on this because I don't really want to get copyrighted. No, but we'll be right. You know on. the chance where where Hudson the Doy went through and he should have played it sooner across to I think it was Mason Mount on the other side, yeah. um, but it hit Veltman. I thought it hit Veltman's leg, and that was it. And I've watched it back a few times. And I, th- I still, but then I watch it from this angle. It literally hits Veltman's arm. How we got away with that? I actually, I, was, I really don't this. know. I've missed this. As Look, well. if you can see it, um, maybe yeah, maybe turn down. Can there. you see that? Uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. It literally hits his oh, arm. Get off! Get he, off the screen quickly before we get copyright. He's basically <laughs> controlled it with his arm. He's put his arm down. Yeah, and he's controlled it. I, I really, really, really don't know how he got away. Was with it? Was his arm really attached to his opinion. body though? Was his arm? Like, no, his arm is by his side. No, it was down like that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But he's obviously used. Or his, is it further out? Is it, is it like that? It looked like it was further that. out. If I'm being honest, it looked like he put his arm down to control the ball. If I'm honest, well, they, um, they missed but, that one, didn't they? But that would be I, interesting. I must admit, because surely the was that not offside actually? No idea. No, I don't think it was because that's the doy come from his own half, didn't it? Yeah. So, so, but yeah, see, yeah, that was another I, opportunity where Hudson Adoy was terrible because if he plays the right <laughs> ball there, he yeah, puts yeah, yeah, in Mason right, Mount right. and they win two 0 So, yeah. or two one probably. Right. We would have got one but back, I think. I think I think we got to talk about the best player on the pitch. So my friend Brett, that you know, Jack as well. Yeah. He said, this is like the fifty fifth minute. He was like Basuma is the best player on the pitch, and it it yeah. was weird because he was right. Like we were playing mm. Chelsea. At Stafford Bridge, and the best player on the pitch was Ibe Basuma, a Brighton player. Yeah, he was but fantastic. He, again. he bossed that midfield. That picture of uh, him like having like a, it was like Kovacic, Jorginho, and mm. someone else in a headlock, mate. That was perfect. Summed up brilliantly. Mm. He ran the show last night. Yeah, he was he so was good. Yeah, no, he, so good. He was brilliant. Well, like every time the ball went into midfield, he was getting the ball, driving forward. I think I forget sometimes how quick he is. Or how mm, sort of... Mm. He's, he's almost not quick. He's almost effortlessly quick. That he just sort of glides... When he does that little... Where he like will run forward and then the player will be in front of him and then he literally just like a loop-to-loop and then leaves yeah. him back there. He does that so much. And Lapti started doing that as well, but yeah. he just does that all the time and players fall for it. Yeah, for sure, we, need right. to, we need to call it like that Basuma spin or something like that. He's, yeah. he's really like skillful. He's down. very, very skillful. So he, he'll... It doesn't take a lot for him to beat a player. And as you say, Lamptey does the exact same thing. Um, mm. It seems to be something that, because as you say, a bit of pace. All you've got to do is body well, faint, and that's it. You can get away from the situation. Mm. Lalana's different class in that, because I see a lot of people slate Lalana. Um, yeah, even do, last yeah. night, people were slate. I really, 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 really don't I understand don't it. it. I don't no. get it. And whenever I watch him, I think he's so classy. His shooting ability. The, yeah, you can. yeah, maybe <laughs> not that. He's yeah. a terrible maybe not that. <laughs> 
what yeah, he was doing so in finishing good. training, I don't know. Someone <laughs> needs to teach not, him how to do He doesn't turn up for finishing training, mate. <laughs> Everything he's, else, he's, he's, he's running the golf course of Jason Steele at that point. He doesn't yeah. do finishing training. Yeah, I agree. I don't know. But um, yeah, what I was going to say about Lalana, just quick. Um, with, I can't remember who it was against but it was a situation where it looks like he should never be able to get the ball and get out of that situation but I think he had like two players on him just knocks it onto the back of his heel and then just spins out of the situation and that's something that seems to be that our midfielders do now and maybe it's something that they've practised because I think Moda's even started trying to do it um, it's just something that they try and do you know, spin out of situations because it works um, we've got plenty of skill in amongst our squad um, and yeah, as you say, Basuma, yeah, he definitely, definitely ran the show last night. He was, he was at his best, uh, to say the least. He, I think it's probably the best since he was out of the squad uh, a few weeks ago. No, definitely. We, uh, we will miss him if he goes in the summer. Jack, do you reckon he will finally go in the summer? I don't or know. Even in January, even in Jan. I don't think he'll go in January. Um, because of the Africa Cup of Nations. Yeah. And, well, apparently he won't take that call up because really? he fell out with the manager. Apparently he wants Man, to do something. If he doesn't play for Mali for I somebody I saw this on Twitter so it could just be made up crap. But apparently <laughs> if he isn't. doesn't play for Mali for four years, he can change nationality. I don't know so how who does he want to change to then? Uh, to Ivory Coast, where he actually was born, weirdly. Oh. Um, yeah, that would be that would be good for him to be. So I think I and I think he's fallen out Him and Zaha on the same team. Yeah, that could be weird. interesting. Oh yeah, true. <laughs> um I think he's fallen out as a manager, so and he he gets quite annoyed that uh the manager keeps on calling him up. Even though he's right. he's he's got no interest of of playing, yeah, he doesn't so really he hasn't really made appearances for them. For yeah, I don't really understand what it's all but... about. To be honest, like he just keeps he keeps on calling him up. So um, and he I don't think he'll go. So that'll um, be a blessing for us if he does. Yeah, but then, uh, but that, then that might mean if he doesn't, then people will be picking at him for Jan. I've heard yeah. so many rumours about Liverpool before the whole Basuma thing happened mm. a few months ago. There was like a pretty much. A conversation that was had between Brighton and Liverpool about signing him. Mm. I think what happened, obviously, that night, we still haven't heard the results from it. Apparently, that's kind of called off the deal now. But he was meant to be going to Liverpool in Jan. Mm. Was the rumor? So I think I end of know. the season for sure, somebody will get will get him. Um, I think January. I really can't see us selling in January. I really can't mm. see it. The only um, reason I'd be more edged towards it now is I wouldn't be surprised if we did let him go. Um, just because um, since he's been out of the side for probably what two months, um, it we shoot we showed that we can survive it. Yeah. Okay, we'll be worse off, but we can handle no him. Yeah. So there there is a chance that that's the reason why I think they we could get rid of him. Uh, you know, if the right bid fifty million or something comes in, I think. Mm. I think we'll accept. Um, but at the same time, yeah, you, you don't want him to. He's by far the best player skill-wise we've got. But I think, um, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised. I, I'd be more inclined to say he would go now than I probably would have been at the beginning of the season just because uh, he was so vital at the beginning of the season. Whereas we've been able to sort of adapt without him since. Um, Wepu obviously got signed, Lalana, Moda. I, I think we are... Okay, without him. It's interesting though because a lot was made that we were we we weren't winning games as soon as he went out the side because obviously you know yeah. he, I think the last game he played before he went out the side was Leicester and then we didn't win until Boxing Day. Um, yeah, it's interesting that actually the first win came about without Basuma. <laughs> Again, yeah. Brentford, and it's also right? funny that the first win actually came about with Welbeck back. Yeah, and again last night Welbeck comes into the side salvages a point. And I put a tweet on this morning. It's undeniable that he makes our attack so, so much Didn't better, Danny yeah. Welbeck. So, so much better. He's so um, quick as well. Uh, I don't think... I forget he's very quick. I forget how quick yeah. he is. 
Yeah, considering he's been riddled with injuries his whole career, mm. he's actually got quite a bit of pace to him. Um, but yeah, Danny Welbeck is, honestly, I really, really, I don't understand the people that give him stick. Yeah. Apart from the injury-wise, he is genuinely a very, very good yeah. player. He's got the, yeah, he's sure. got the talent um, and experience to yeah. make our attack so, so much better. Um, and Neil Mope does it himself anyway. But when them two are playing together and they're both fit and firing, they're very, very good. And genuinely, last night, Danny Welbeck comes onto the pitch and again, helps us out. Um, I think yeah. I think since he's joined Brighton, um, he's had his best goal scoring run or something like that since he was at Arsenal, since he was at Man United. Some, I think one of those since two. Man United because he got twenty in a season. Since Man United, wasn't it? Yeah, so yeah. I think at United he got twenty in a season. So I'd imagine it's since then because he never really scored for Arsenal that much. No, he didn't, did he? And he got injured a lot at Arsenal. That's where he sort of made a bit of a meme of himself. Yeah. Um, whereas it, that's that almost seems also. to be a thing in itself. People go to Arsenal and make a meme of themselves. That just yeah. seems to be how it works. But, <laughs> you know, you go back to his United days where he last played his best football under Sir Alex. Comes to Brighton. He's obviously been to Watford and Arsenal in between that. Comes to Brighton, plays under Potter, and he's playing his best football since he was under Alex Ferguson. I mean, if that doesn't say a lot about Brighton and Graham Potter, I don't really know what it does. But people don't understand. He scored at the Bernabeu. Yeah, I don't know if there's any more points to touch on the game, really. We talked about Tuchel complaining no. and the Welbeck props, Dan Byrne props, Basuma props, Potter <laughs> props, away limbs props, so many props. Oh, I want to do a McAllister one because I, I really yeah, like McAllister. Oh, yeah. I don't know why yeah. I become obsessed with yeah. McAllister. <laughs> I've got a McAllister shirt as well uh, for Christmas. So, Have you? Uh, yeah. Love that. The fu- a funny one, I went into the club shop in town and went and got a Dan Byrne shirt on the away <laughs> shirt. And they said, you're the first person to ever come into this shop and ask for a Dan Byrne shirt. That's, uh, that's the best quote yeah, so I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry, they should have given you that for free. Yeah, 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 yeah that should have been free. should have got Dan Byrne shirt. to do the pressing <laughs> for me. That's uh, so funny. The same, that's actually the third time that's <laughs> happened to me. Um I did it. I got that red away shirt the year we went up with uh, Sidwell on the back, and they said you're the first person to buy Sidwell. Or I did, they didn't say you're the first person. They said, "Oh, I've never done a Sidwell one," and someone said, "I've never done a Bong one as well." So uh, <laughs> I'm surprised at the Bong one. I'm surprised yeah, I know. It's funny, isn't it? His name's Bong. Yeah. What's not to enjoy there? But no, <laughs> McAllister. I thought I he, every time we play well attacking, he's part of it. He's part of the side. He's obviously, yeah. he can't, and he was an obvious person to come off when Welbeck came on because, yeah. you know, he's a bit of a luxury player in that he doesn't really offer that much defensively. That's not a bad thing. I thought he did fine, but like, um, I just think he, he's really coming on and hopefully he gets a good run of games after after the new year because I really rate him and I think he mm. could be a real gem, especially if we do, if we are a lot less defensive in games against people like Brentford. Um, God, I'm saying a teams like Brentford thing there. I mean, no offence. Yeah, there. you are. <laughs> uh, but you know, the teams where we can be more on the front foot. You know, basically anybody outside the top six, um, other than yeah. you know the the you looking at City. You can't play in there because well, he did do well there last season. But mm. and yeah, I think he he should be a good one for the new year. I think really. He, he's got side. a very good way of just creating space for himself. Yeah. and he makes it look very. And that's a sign of a, of a world-class, talented player. I'm not saying he is a world-class, talented yeah. player. I'm just saying it's a sign of one. Um, but it's something that Jack Grealish, uh, I really, really liked in him and Kevin De Bruyne as well. 
two players that can just create space out of nothing. They can just roam around the pitch. They don't necessarily have to run around and, and be the most lively player on the pitch, but they just sort of walk around, they stroll around, make their own space and then create yeah. a chance. And that's what McAllister has. He, he gets the ball, he creates a bit of space, drops a shoulder and then there's, mm. there's a chance on. Um, and I think with Welbeck in the side, a bit more pace up front, uh, Trossard as well, mm. that's where our attack can really be helped because yeah. you know we're talking two players there and Welbeck and and McAllister, who haven't really been able to play too much this season, yeah. when they do, they are, as I say, un- undeniably two of our best attacking players mm. that we have at the club. And yeah, I, I agree. He's. I think 2022 is going to be the year that McAllister really, hopefully, gets a bit of a break. Well, it's been coming. It's been every it. year. It's yeah. been coming. It's <laughs> definitely been coming. It really has. But yeah, it, but I said that, I said on the last podcast, it seems like he's got more sort of attributes to his game now. Whereas, yeah. you know, when we first signed him, it was quite like a bit of a flary South American. Yeah. Now he seems to be able to track back a little bit more, put in some yeah. challenges. He's very good at pressure. Adapting to the English well. game as well. He's very yeah, good, he's good like, at off the ball, the on, like yeah. chasing players around. Yeah. Like he, he wants exactly, to win it back yeah. and then start making space for himself. Exactly. And that, that's their, their, their big, big attributes in the English yeah. game. So it seems like he's really, yeah, coming on now. Hopefully, Hopefully, next year's the year he really yeah. gets to break out. Well, <laughs> let's talk about Everton because hopefully he'll be playing against Everton and hopefully Danny Welbeck will be playing. That would yeah. be good to see them both start again. But um, I'll probably start with the Everton one. I'm pretty confident. I think they're pretty out of form. Swear at them, yeah. shouting at their manager. I think against Palace when they lost 3 1, they were saying, like, mm-hmm. just a fat Spanish waiter, all that, the classics. And then even, <laughs> it must be a Crystal Palace thing because then even the Norwich fans were like chanting at Billy Gilmore telling him to F off back yeah. to Chelsea, which outrageous but won't get onto that because that'll take ages for ranting about that but yeah I'm quite confident about Everton yeah like I said they're Mm. a pretty poor run of form only got that result against Arsenal but since then I'm looking at their recent results last win they got oh my god it actually keeps going oh my god I think September 25th and there's Norwich was that their last win I'm looking yeah no, no, sorry. Wow. Other than other than Arsenal, my bad. Other than Arsenal, oh, the sixth of December. Yeah. So two wins since the twenty fifth of September, which is nuts. That's almost Brighton Albion for me. So yeah, that on that note, I'm confident. How are you boys feeling, Jack? Uh, start with you. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think. Well, I'm going. I think I'm going to be one of about ten in the away end. Ten people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't think we sold many tickets, but that is because of just the situation of the world at the moment. Um, I don't think people want to commit. To like train I think tickets. they released the tickets, didn't they? Like in between Man United and so in yeah. such short space of yeah. time, and um, people just. It's also didn't have you know once again we've been screwed over by the TV. We've got a shit time. We've got like what the two o'clock two Sunday o'clock, yeah. kickoff, mm. which is yeah. bad. And um, but yeah, I think we. It's a team that we never seem to beat though uh, away. Yeah, I don't especially I, Goodison. I can't. I think I can only since we've come up. I can only remember one goal we scored there. Which uh, Mope, wasn't it? Uh, no, it was, volley. Oh, oh no, yeah, I forgot about that last season. That was Mope like four two, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah no, like Dunk, two, Dunk yeah. also scored up there from a header uh, in the second huge yes, season. Yeah, yeah. Um, he yeah. also got sent off that game, I think. But I, yeah. uh, I, we, we used to struggle because it was Richarlison and Calvert Lewin. Yeah, I remember season, that one where Dunk scored when he got sent off. I didn't understand why I was getting sent off because I was five minutes late into the ground. <laughs> and he got booked in the first five minutes and then got the second yellow. Uh, yeah. And I, I was like, why, yeah. is he, why is he walking off the pitch? Um, and uh, But yeah, I don't know. Somewhere we struggled to go to for some reason. Yeah. Um, but 
that's the past. You yeah, know, it, and it you know Chelsea doesn't really matter. Chelsea, that was our last. Uh, that was our first ever goal against Chelsea at exactly. Stamford Bridge. Exactly. Yeah, at Stamford Bridge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We have yeah, scored at Stamford um, Bridge before, uh, but in the nineteen ten Community Shield. Um, and um, <laughs> that's some knowledge right there. Yeah. But also, um, it's the first day, first win we got on Boxing Day in eleven. Yeah, exactly. I think. So because obviously we haven't played on Boxing Day. Yeah, it was something ridiculous. Yeah, I don't remember so, that exactly. I know, I know it was two thousand and five. I think I've yeah, yeah. I think no, I remember it was two thousand. Bloody hell! I need to get to life. Uh, it was two thousand five. <laughs> it was a one nil win against QPR. Um, Look at that! Ian Ian Holloway was manager for QPR, and he wasn't very happy Brilliant. about that. I don't. That's astounded me that I knew that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we are breaking it. records at the moment. So you know, records are there to be broken, and that's why I always think as much as. Like last night, my friends were saying, oh, we've never even scored here. And I was saying, yeah, they are there to be broken. And then I just decided not to mention it for the whole game. So, you know. Right, don't if, want you to, don't, if you just think it. about it, you, don't you, you yeah, say don't it. Don't want to jinx yeah, it. You, you say it out loud. As yeah. soon as I read a stat from the Premier League or something, or, mm. you know, that we've been unbeaten in five games, I just think, oh, for God's sake, why did I have to read that? Because yeah, exactly. you just think, then they're gonna, you're going to lose. But I know mm. it means absolutely nothing. No. But yeah, go on, Ben. You want to say something? Well, I was going to say, hope we're doing this preview about the game, but hopefully it'll be on because I think their game against Newcastle is being postponed. But it's Newcastle. I saw that. Newcastle are the problem of that game. Is so it? Newcastle okay. are oh, the problem. a bit more hope. But that's another thing that I'm annoyed about. Here we go. <laughs> that they're calling off the game for COVID and injuries. Yeah, that's stupid. I agree. Oh, yeah, I yeah, really I just read that. that. It's so stupid. Um, because St. Maximan and Wilson get injured. Oh, that's a surprise. They'll call off the game when their two best players get injured. I'll probably, I don't agree I'll probably get cancelled for this, but that's that's that that's that new money that they've got just uh, given to the. Yeah, and when they play Everton, they could have spent millions by the time they play yeah. Everton again. So for exactly. me, I don't agree with that a lot. But no, it's a good point. Actually. I, I get the COVID thing. I, I agree yeah. with what um, Townsend said last night. The COVID thing sympathise with clubs on that because yeah. obviously it's out of the blue people don't really know how to react to it it's all very new still even though it's been going on two years it's still very new but yeah. with injuries you've got to play through it that's what you're there for you're there to struggle through the injuries of festive period and the hectic schedule that is we've already ranted about it I'm not going to go on to it again but yeah I agree it's it's ridiculous but uh, just before I talk about uh, in fact you know what I'll talk about Everton first I'll, I'll mention yeah, it after yeah okay, Everton yeah um yeah, Everton sorted. So Everton wise, um, let's think. I'm thinking back to Everton. Uh, we got beaten two 0 at home, didn't we? Uh, back in mm. August. So they really beat us in that game. Yeah, that well. was. That was that, I think that was when they were at their peak, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, they Demari were like top Gray of the league, going to win the league and stuff. Demario yeah. Gray was firing. Yeah. Rafa Benitez, his song was being sung for probably the only month in his Everton career. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I I must admit, uh, I think we should be okay based on now, but. You still have that in the back of your head that yeah, well, we revenge. do struggle against Everton always. Um, and Rafa seems to have it in to beat us as well. He always, you know, Newcastle. Yeah. He seemed to get one over us as well. Um, so he, you know, he's a world class manager on his day. Um, but but as I say, records are there to be broken. Pass the past, and I'm going to say one nil. And I hope, I think it's going to be Neil Mope. Um, yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say a one 0 win. He's gonna he's gonna he's gonna steal it again, and yeah, we're gonna take one away. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna draw one one, and they're gonna score early, 
and then we're going to score a last minute goal. Just <laughs> you know, we'll if we do that for the rest of the season, I couldn't give a shit. Yeah. If we stay up and finish like seventeenth and just drawing one-one every single away game to the end of the season with last minute goals, but that suits us. It's enjoyment, isn't it? Yeah, it's enjoyment. I'm aiming for the top half of the table now. We go. I think that's that's the motivation there, isn't it? And then for me, score prediction wise. I'm confident. Form-wise, they're out of form. We're looking bang up for it. I reckon 2-0 Brighton. feeling it. Yeah. Okay. Def- a solid defensive so. display right. again. Yeah, Obviously, right. if, we don't, if we don't concede from a set piece, but yeah, I think... I think as long as March right. isn't marking like Richarlison or something. March? What? Mm. As long as Mopez isn't marking Richarlison, then we should be all right. Yeah. You know, mm. just no more zonal marking and we should be okay. But... What I want to talk about just before we sign off the pod, because obviously this is going to be the last podcast of 2021. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. This is going to be the last podcast of 2021. Um, so I actually looked back on our last podcast of 2020 saying, and I think it was with Joel Bayer, and we were saying, uh, I think it's going to, you know, hopefully 2021 can be a better year. Um, and it definitely has been a better year oh, yeah, by, by a mile. Absolutely better than, than last year. Um, so here's some stats, thanks to our our boy Liam Tharm uh, on Albion Analytics. Of right, get get, get your Premier pen League. and paper, Jack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I've got to write these ones <laughs> of, down. Yeah, yeah. The Brighton in the Premier League in 2021, uh, 40 games played, won 12, draw 15, and lost 12, which is pretty good going, really, yeah. as, as a club like Brighton. Uh, 39 goals scored and 39 conceded. Um, whether you take that as a, as a positive oh, in terms of goals, goals conceded 39 it's not even a goal a game which is very impressive yeah. by our standards uh, really really improved defensively yeah. uh, no mistaken since and it makes sense though 39 goals scored and 39 conceded that's literally the draw specialist all things so balanced that's a, <laughs> they that's a draw be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah exactly um, but yeah Robert Sanchez is definitely one to take here because as I say 39 conceded 15 clean sheets in that um, but 39 goals scored, so there's obviously a, a lot of room for improvement in front of goal. Um, but yeah, form worth almost 50 points over a full season. So it's, it's very good. It's very, very good. Considering, you know, last season we were talking about, you know, expected goals. Not we were saying, good. you know, we, yeah. we, were, we were leaky. We were, you know, we were looking yeah. a bit like we were struggling. And possible, you know, is it, it was a bit of a question mark at the time. Uh, it was actually a very divided topic this time last year. Yeah. There was a Potter outbrigade, and they had a reasonable reason to yeah, say it. Just you know, after the twenty-three Arsenal, games, Arsenal game. Yeah, we we'll get Joel Bear. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. To be fair, I think that's the only game where I've been like, "What? What the fuck is Potter doing?" Like, <laughs> yeah. literally, we played like a we played yeah, a League Cup eleven, didn't we? Yeah. I remember we played like a League Cup eleven. We were like, "I would expect this against Portsmouth." Like, yeah, we yes, Portsmouth yes, yes, yes. Your yes, 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 was right, up yeah. front on his own. Yeah, I think McAllister was like on the wing. And it was just yeah. like all over the place. And I think even yeah, the defence right. was... All, I think Dunk was suspended, to be fair. Yeah. But like... No, maybe he wasn't, actually. I think I think he played. But it was just it was just chaos that game. I remember just thinking... Yeah. I didn't want him out, but I remember also thinking we need to back him in January or what's the point of him staying? Because yeah. I remember thinking either he's a better manager than what the tools are being given to him. And weirdly, we didn't actually really back him with transfers in January. We didn't. We didn't bring no. anyone in, did we? I, except for Moda back I, from loan. So I think and hope that this January is going to be a bit of a better one, mm. just purely because we sort of have to. I mean, yeah. I, I saw it. I saw a um, article. I can't remember who it was now. I would normally give credit, so I don't actually remember who did it. Um, but it was about Graham Potter, um, and I'm pretty sure he said that. Um, I don't know if he said it. This could be complete clickbait. If it's clickbait, mm. I'm sorry, but. 
he's so called said that um due to covid um you know they're they're looking to try and get some more players in which you know makes sense um but does that mean we're going to be going for bodies as opposed to quality yeah or you know, are we looking for two or three players that are actually going to bolster the side? Reckon, or are we just looking purely on I reckon we're on good numbers? for bodies, though. I reckon we're good for bodies. You might well, argue so that we've got really, but... turns on the bench, but the only concern, again, I've said it every single podcast since we started, since episode one, we've now only got Welbeck and Mope because Connolly is currently still probably driving up to Middlesbrough on his long drive <laughs> yeah. up there. He's just been on the last year last night, just, just before he goes up. Yeah, probably, yeah. Quick pit stop. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Sorry, Connolly. <laughs> Enjoy, I really hope you really hope you smash it, Middlesbrough, for our yeah. sake as well. Um, I yeah. just think, well, yeah, we're going to be so yeah, and sanity. I think we're going to be so screwed <laughs> if we just have Welbeck and Mope. Yeah, I know if they yeah, obviously if they both stay fit and fine, but which can I just say not. by the way, we're not saying that Mope or Welbeck are bad players. We are no, we are no. purely just saying on the basis that Welbeck's injured a lot, and that's not an unreasonable thing mm. to say. Uh, and Mope. Although he's a good player on his own, he he is better with a yeah. partner. It's very, very, very clear to see. And Evan Ferguson, the pitch, 16, 17 years old, yeah. that you could, which yeah, you can't be relying we, on a kid. We, we said that we wanted to see him when we played. Who was it? When we played Wolves, we should have brought him on because we didn't have Welbeck available. But that's because we didn't have Welbeck available. Exactly. He's, and Ferguson yeah. finished his GCSEs during a global pandemic. Like we can't be, we <laughs> yeah. can't be having him to be relying on. You know. Uh, so, um, yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I, I hopefully. Yeah, I was just going to say, I think, you know, in terms of bodies, where you say we've got enough bodies, I think we've got enough bodies everywhere else on the pitch, except up front, because we don't, we only have two strikers. I wouldn't be against bringing in someone from who maybe, because I don't think we necessarily need Don't say Dominic Solanke. No, no, well, (laughs) (laughs) I stand by, he's also got a great song, (laughs) so... um, does he? What is it? It's too, uh, like, I I can't remember the song, I think someone said it's Disturbia by Rihanna. But it's like a D-Dom, 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 Solanke. When I went to, <laughs> when I, when I to Fulham Bournemouth the other week, oh, it sounded so good. But I, dum, I do dum, think... D-Dom, Dom, Dom, Solanke. Yeah, there you go. Oh, I like that. I yeah, like it's that. good, it's good. Yeah, that's actually good. Yeah, um, yeah, get him now. But I think we just need a, a striker to replace Connolly. <laughs> Whatever Connolly did, he did something... Um, that we just need someone, not necessarily that silver bullet sort of like like a Diaz or something. I'd like Diaz to be fair. Um, even Solanke's scored twenty goals anyway before everybody starts taking a piece. Yeah, no, he is having a good season. Jack, Jack, what's your take on um, what's your take on Eddie Nketiah, mate? Uh, oh, Eddie Nketiah, because I uh, I went to Arsenal Sunderland. Uh, yes, you, you went to under 23s as well, didn't you, Arsenal? Yeah, I did. I went. You to... said, "Am I going?" I couldn't make it. Oh yeah, that was that was like back in October, I think. I've been. Yeah, it was a while ago. That was. I think that was game number 83 of the season or something ridiculous <laughs> like that. Yeah. Um, and I only got those tickets were ten. I got it from my boss, who's a uh, Arsenal fan, and he said everybody's got uh, COVID, so you can go. And I was like, one of, like I say, one of about 20 people in the stadium that was empty than ours, but. Um, and Ketty is good, but it was League One Sunderland. Um, it was a great hat trick, but I don't know. I'd, I'm still not 100% sure what he would bring over Connolly. Um, I think he would bring more than Connolly to the party, um, but I can't see him because he, he scored something like five league goals in the last two years or something, um, which is exactly the same as um, a certain Mr. Connolly. So um, minutes wise, though, would it be interesting to see minutes? Yeah, I would. I would. I wouldn't mind him, but I think. Yeah, I think that's probably a lot different. 
I wouldn't mind somebody. I'm trying yeah. to think of the option. I would just take someone from abroad who I think you don't. I think we just need to take a risk on someone. We need to look at someone in like the sort of. Ten- then the trouble with doing that is you get someone. No disrespect to Zakiri, but you get mm. someone like Zakiri. Yeah. Um, who I quite liked. I would I bring Zakiri well. back. If it was my decision, I'd yeah. bring Zakiri back. Yeah, yeah. I, like I liked him. And I liked, his, I liked his attitude as well. He was mm. always looking up for it. And I like that. I like yeah. to see people. If you've got the attitude, it will instantly get the fans on your mm. side. <laughs> Unlike a certain one that we're learning out of Middlesbrough. But, um, sorry. <laughs> but, you know, you, you take that risk on uh, Zakiri again. From the fourth, you know, Norwegian mm. tier, but then realistically, are you really going to have fans satisfied? Probably not. I think, and the only options in, in England is, as I say, in Katia or even Brerett and Diaz. No, yeah, Diaz oh, would no, be the dude. Diaz would be I the dude. But then he's only yeah. a one-season wonder. Like he's only he's only That's scored twenty too. for the first time ever this season. And I don't uh, think Blackburn. But he fans, is only twenty years old. It's because he changed 21. his name to Diaz. You see. Now, now he's yeah, really good. That's that's all it is. But I don't know. I think yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go for an Enketia or even someone like maybe someone from the Bundesliga. Maybe someone. I just think we need mm. someone with a good attitude who can come on and actually look like getting us a goal. That screws than, my question because when yeah. you say good attitude, because I was going to say, would you take Mitrovic? Oh yeah, I'd take him you, without yes, hesitation. I would because the thing is, his attitude isn't a bad one as such. No, because he backs it up. He backs it yeah, up true. every time. He's a bully. That's what he is. He's a bully. Um, and Conley, you know, we talk about attitude. He's not a bully. He doesn't. He doesn't cause problems. He causes problems off, the, but he doesn't mm. cause problems on it. Uh, whereas Mitrovic is an, is a nuisance to play against, and he scores goals to make up for it. But I would take pitch, Mitrovic. In, uh, off the pitch, I don't think fingers. Mitrovic is like you know. He's not like a bad egg. I don't off think the he's pitch. an idiot. Yeah, I think no, he's, he's similar to he's similar big. to Morpay. I think in a way. That either a yeah. horrible piece of, either horrible wanker on the pitch, but off the pitch he's fine. But if fine. he plays for you, you love him. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, true. You do. He has a great relationship. Yeah, with fans, he's like Andone, but a little less unhinged. Like and and Andone's yeah. just like mental. Um, in, that's why I kind of like him a little bit. He's a bit of a uh, mm. loose cannon, but he's like him, but good. <laughs> Yeah, right. that's the trouble again with Andona. He doesn't back it up. And no. just just before yeah. you end, actually, sorry, I, I yeah, just looked up Zakiri's stats just because I wanted to have a look. Because uh, obviously he went to the Bundesliga. You were saying about mm-hmm. signing Bundesliga uh, centre forwards, but he has only played twelve games and scored two goals. I didn't realize it was that bad a return for them. So he's got a few assists though. Has he? I'll be has one he? man Zakiri prop. I think. Um, no, I don't. I don't. I'm not against Zakiri by any <laughs> means. But I just mean, yeah. you know, you want to improve the squad. Um, there's rumours about Mitoma being terminated loans as well. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I saw, I saw that because because of his points. Yeah, but I, yeah, I would keep him there. He though. would be the answer. Yeah, keep him there for the season. Yeah. I think he, he must be doing it right then. But yeah. help out USG as well. We? Yeah, we should wrap anyway. up with Jack. You got to get ready for work. Yeah, um, I've got yeah. ready for Jack, work. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, so my much. work is You've helped us out so much. Yeah. Oh yeah, right. we won't we won't say there what, what it is. But um, <laughs> mate, honestly, like we we messaged Jack this morning because we were meant to start filming at ten thirty. Maz has got, I think Maz is tested for COVID. He probably has got it. He said he can't even talk. That's why he's not doing the pod. I messaged Jack on Twitter. He got back to me straight away. So thank you so much for what helping out. I was in bed when he messaged hero. me. And really? I think I've got out of bed within about a ten minute spell. Oh, I know, it's perfect 12.30, I can uh, go yeah, crashing into yeah. work and tell them about my exciting day. Escapades. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, again, Jack, thank you, Jack. thank you for coming on. His, yep. his Twitter, his Instagram will be below, so make sure you oh, follow yeah. him if you haven't already. Follow it. You can see follow all it. the shit which happens in my life 
which is incredibly entertaining. Uh, I've and been a fun fact for everyone, yeah. your middle name is actually Albion. Yeah, right? my middle name is actually yeah. Albion. My, no uh, way! My father uh, cursed me with that middle name. So, uh, no longer with it us. Either, it was either West Brom or Brighton. Yeah, oh, West sorry, Brom or Brighton. Rest in peace. Well, no, I could go live in, we'll end on this, I could live in Brighton, West Brom, Burton, Stirling in Scotland, Tadcaster or Witten. They're all the places called Albion. Oh, Witten, mate, obviously. There's also I'm sorry, been, but there's, also there's one thing that's... Albion on, Sports near Leeds as well. That's, that's, so seven, oh, seven nice. places. Seven, no. There's one thing that I've really learned today, and that is Jack's extensive knowledge of non-league football it is oh yeah to be admired it really is no, Jack absolute legend mate thanks yeah. for coming on if you're going to Chichester yeah, really out. if you're going to Chichester v Burgess Hill tonight I know it'll probably go all out after this well I'm going to that so say hello oh, no, I will the girl should be out around five-ish mate yeah, yeah. If, I forget, if, I yeah if, you, if you're watching Chichester City in the big game against Burgess Hill Town you know come down and say hello <laughs> and support Storrington FC as well while you're at it Oh, I was going to go there on Saturday. Uh, sorry, yesterday. Not yesterday, day Wait. before, but the game, game got called <laughs> off because apparently no. the pitch is terrible there. That's every single terrible. week for most clubs, isn't it? Yeah. On that level. Well, if, yeah, if you don't have a 3G pitch or a 4G pitch, then you're pretty yeah. much screwed. That's why I went to yeah, Stenning. This, this club, time of year, bigger yeah. Club. Yeah, big club, big no, club. No, 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 <laughs> I'm not ending it on that. Right, anyway, end the, end the podcast, get it gone. Uh, Jack, <laughs> if you do watch the podcast, which I hope you do, we have yeah. to end on a... We put well. Tell people we tell the listeners to put something in the comments. Okay. So, what should we put in the comments this yeah. week? Um, oh, that's a good one. Uh, who? Well, uh, obviously, who, something I, right now obvious would be that guy Wells in all caps. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. Um, I think. Oh, look, it, uh, just just right. Uh, Enzuzi Toko, the greatest Brighton player of all time. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Do in that. the comments. Enzuzi Toko. Enzuzi Toko. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, and, and also in a separate comment, pitch. right in a separate comment, write that guy well as well. Um, yeah, and right well, again, else. thank you so much for listening and watching. Please make sure you subscribe, hit the notification bell because some of you don't, and you know you're not true fans. If I you hit don't. the notification bell. There you go. If Jack does it, yeah. then you should do it as well. Um, yeah. Leave a review on Apple or Spotify because you can do it on Spotify now, so yeah. that's banging. And even just go onto the app and just press play for one second. Yeah, just get the plays up, mate. Um, not that we need it because we get millions of listeners and views every yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, massive club that massive massive club uh, Ryan thank you for coming on Jack thank you for coming on and I hope you all have a fantastic new year and NYE peace